0: The Madison mayoral race is heating up. Just this past Wednesday, we had the very first debate of the election season. If you weren't there or if you want to revisit what happened, don't worry. The Mad Splainers have got you covered. Today, we're going to talk all about what happened at the debate. Hi, I'm Eric Lawrenson. I write about technology for the Cap Times.
1: Hi, I'm Lisa Speckard and I'm the Metro reporter. And I'm Abby Becker. I cover city and county government.
0: And this is the Mad Splainers. <music> Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. As I said earlier, we're going to be talking all about the mayoral debate that happened last night for us. As you're listening to this, it would be two nights ago. Um, This was a Cap Times hosted event uh, hosted at the Barrymore Theater. We had the, the six candidates in the race on stage fielding questions from two Cap Times editors, the news editor, Jason Joyce, city editor, Katie Dean. And it was a packed house, it was man. Packed. It was man. There was a, a really great turnout. Uh, I think people were struggling to find seats toward the end. I
1: can confirm. I was sitting in the back, and a lot of people were just hanging out back there, trying to scope out a seat, and there were very few left.
2: Yeah, I arrived ten minutes beforehand, and that was a mistake. I looked and I said, "Oops, maybe." Uh, I down at all. But I did <laughs> find a spot for both me and my husband, so I nailed it. Yeah. And I think we're the first forum that's happened. I mean, there's a couple that's, that's happening, but I think we're the first yeah. ones. So and there was about
1: 640 were. people who attended. I oh, count. great. Yeah. We, have the,
0: we have the firm numbers there. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, this uh, debate was about an hour and a half long. I think just a little bit shy of that. Um, Lisa, why don't you tell us a little bit about like how did, exactly did this uh, event yeah. work? Like, What was so, the structure?
2: Throughout the whole course of the um, night, each candidate was asked Three questions specifically for them. But then every candidate also had five opportunities to kind of challenge or add on to what um, other people had said. Um, and then after people had challenged the question, then the original person who answered it also had a chance to rebut at the end. Um, So basically, there were no general questions of, hey, everyone, answer this. It was, hey, Raj, answer this. Hey, Mo, answer this. And then other people could jump in. Um, There were also two lightning rounds of really fun questions, like, where would you go for a $20 date in Madison? what's your favorite Madison park? Um, What book are you reading right now? Um, They were not always necessarily super lightning because people like to explain (laughs) their answers, but it made it fun and just kind of get away from policy for a second. Super the, fun, yeah. The pa- the palate cleanser of the yes, debate. They lightened good
1: the mood. I love that. They were the
0: little dollop of wasabi with the sushi of the, the main event.
1: <laughs> that is exactly what it was, Eric. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: I will say it was very rapid fire. You know, uh, candidates had to be super quick to the point with their answers. And as
1: you pointed out in a
2: tweet, they actually followed the rules really well because they only had a minute for original answers and 30 seconds for challenges, but they actually stuck to it, like stop talking as soon as they were told to Yeah, stop in most talking. situations...
1: Yeah, they just stopped she, mid-sentence, yeah. which I <laughs> candidates typically like to finish their thoughts. So that yeah. was uh, something was that I really hadn't seen.
0: Totally. So I, I feel like this is actually a good opportunity. You know, we're doing this election edition of the planers where we're going to be talking to the, the people running in this race. This is a good question to say, like, who is running in the race?
1: I'll give you the rundown. So there are six candidates total who are running for this race. Um, so first up we had Raj Shukla. I'm the son of immigrants who showed me that you can do anything with the support of a strong community and with a lot of hard work. I chair the city's Uh, He is uh, the executive director of the River Alliance of Wisconsin, so that's a nonprofit based here in town, Um, and he is also the chair of the Sustainable Madison Committee. Um, Up next was Mo Cheeks.
0: I love Madison. It's a fantastic place to live in, to raise a family in, Um, and yet we all
1: know that that's not true for everyone. In fact, it's most commonly not true for people that look like me.
0: I'm running for mayor of Madison.
1: He is currently an alder in uh, District 10, and um, he's also the vice president of the Meosoft Corporation, also based, based here in Madison. Um, Nick Hart.
0: I, am re- I ran for mayor in 2011. Uh, I ran, I'm running now just to learn the process of municipal politics.
1: He brought uh, definitely an air of levity to the evening. He He is is, a comedian, so. He is a local comedian, uh, so he was a a delight to have on the panel. Toriana Petaway um, is also running. What Madison is not doing for all of our residents and communities is really bringing new innovative ideas for all of our citizens in this community. I believe that this is... She is the city's racial equity coordinator. What happened with her her, um, submitting her nomination forms is that she was just shy of the 200 uh, signatures that are needed to be on
2: the ballot. She submitted more than that, but then it turned out some of them were not eligible because they were in the town of
1: Madison, right? That was part of it. Some I don't think were in the city. Of Madison, and some are invalid for other reasons. So she she has said that she is running as a write-in candidate. Next up, we have Satya Rhodes Conway. I believe that I have the experience and the vision to come up with the solutions that Madison needs, and to implement them. I ask for your vote. She's actually a former alder, um, and she currently works for um, the the Mayor's Innovation Project, which is a part of the Center on Wisconsin. Eric, help me Oh, out. Center on Wisconsin Strategy. Yes, yeah. that's it. Cows. I, I just say cows, and so whenever <laughs> I have to say the acronym, I, I always forget the last word. She's also, um, she w- was the chair of the Oscar Meyer Strategic Assessment Committee. That committee um, finalized its work, so um, she's no longer the chair. And uh, she's also involved in the local food committee um, uh, for Madison. And of course, incumbent Mayor Paul Soglin was there.
0: But there are so many other things that you have to be involved in. If we're serious about high-speed rail, we need pressure on the state government. We need your support in attaining that goal. If we're going to reform the juvenile justice system, something that's controlled by the state and the county, you have to get involved. If we're going to
1: do something. He's been a mayor in Madison for 22 years, well known here. And so that rounds out our, our crew of candidates.
0: So uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of a recap. If you want to listen to the debate in full, I would encourage you to tune in to the Cap Times Talks podcast, where we will actually be posting the full audio. You can hear everything that happened. But, uh, yeah, we're just going to be going around right now and, and talking about what were some of the things that, you know, stood out to us, be it issues, themes.
1: I can jump in first here. One thing that stuck out to me that I heard um, was a couple specific goals and policy recommendations that a couple candidates offered. So the first was from Raj Shukla, who said that by 2045, he wants the community to be carbon free. Um so so he through his work on the Sustainable Madison Committee um that committee uh, also set a goal um that the city adopted of you know achieving um 100% renewable energy sources in the city so um he definitely you know comes from that environmental um you know perspective and has that as a priority as a candidate The next thing that jumped out to me as far as a specific policy recommendation um, were two made by Mo Cheeks. Um, He had said that this was in light of a lot of the the flooding that occurred in August um, due to some historic rainfall. If elected, he wants to implement a position in the mayor's office dedicated to environmental issues. The second that he offered was to double the affordable housing fund.
2: Yeah, and I think what you had said earlier is those were really the only ultra-specific recommendations that
1: anybody said throughout the... Yeah, candidates definitely offered, you know, priorities, um, you know, and recommendations. But but these stuck out to me as like very, very specific things that these candidates would do if elected in an office.
2: Um, I guess for me, I mean, rightly so, a lot of the questions and even if the questions weren't focused on, the answers were focused on issues of equity, which is not surprising considering that Madison really struggles in a lot of these areas. It was a very pervasive theme. And I think you get the what you would expect as a split of Paul Soglin emphasizing the progress we've made where all the other ones are saying we clearly have not made enough progress.
0: One thing that I definitely took away from uh, this debate was it was a very, maybe a collegial sort of tone. I mean, it wasn't very combative. People mostly stuck to like, here's my record. Here's what my uh, priorities are. Um, There were even some moments that were very camaraderie-ish, you know. There was a moment where Toriana Petaway had run out of her rebuttal opportunities and um, Nick Hart very graciously said, Hey, I'm gonna share one with I think you. you did
1: that twice. You did yeah, it did twice it a yeah. couple times. Toriana, you're out of challenges. You wanna borrow, <laughs> borrow mine? No, I'm gonna.
2: <laughs> so Nick's Nick, are you giving one to Toriana? Sure. She okay wrote to use it. Alright. Go for it. Thank you, Nick. You you saved me. We should talk about Nick Hart specifically. He is a yes. very different kind of candidate.
0: I mean, this was the first question he got asked is like, are you asking for people's votes or, or, not? or not? What is your candidacy? Is this a joke even? or
1: is this real? He's yeah. kind of running on the platform of of daring people to get out and vote, right? So he, yeah. he's running to raise an awareness that few people vote in local elections. Um, so, so he's raising that issue kind of saying, if you don't go out to vote, you could get someone like, like me. me. Yeah. And his repeated theme was like, Madison says it's really progressive, but- is
2: it and calling out Madison's racism and things like that very but explicitly calling very, out? Yeah, I think he very like word for word said Madison is Art. racist.
0: I think it really comes down to this city has to be honest with itself and admit that it is racist. It's it's. I'm from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and everyone ah the South is racist. Like I've never I've never witnessed racism down south like it is up here.
2: It he is just it very he brought a different uh, field. I would yeah. say very
0: blunt, like yeah. very blunt statements that honestly got a lot of reactions from the crowd. Like he got a lot of applause, and also just someone who is—I mean, he was funny, you
1: know. Yeah, he injected with <laughs> a lot of wry comments, um, which yeah, again, lended an air of levity to the situation, um, you know. However, in a couple questions, he did uh, decline to answer. He he passed, you know. So, um, but a, a few times he did offer, um, you know, a specific issue, and those tended to revolve around um, police
2: yeah that's true a couple times but as fun and uh sometimes funny as the event was there were a few moments where you even got the crowd reaction of like Ooh, a little bit of tension.
0: And these were specifically moments that involved Paul Soglin. You know, he, um, in a couple of instances, called out other people on the stage about either votes they had taken when they were in Alder, things that they had said in their previous responses. Part of his message is like, I'm a person who will call people out when Mm -hmm. I feel like they are being politically disingenuous or not living up to their promises or what have you. And that came up
1: specifically in response to a lot of the floodwater lake level management. Um, and sort of this tension you're talking about, I think, was illustrated in the interactions between Mo Cheeks and Paul Soglin. Um, and so specifically regarding kind of the, the, the lake levels and that being a problem related to um, the higher rains and then the flooding on the isthmus. Um, so those lake levels are controlled by the county. Um, the DNR sets lake levels, right? So there, there's multiple city agencies involved. And, and um, the, the current mayor you know, was discussing that. You know, and at one point Mo Cheeks, you know, said, you know, what the city can't afford is pointing fingers in a crisis. Um, and later on, Paul Soglin, uh, I believe, you know, addressed that, you know, and really explained that one of the challenges of being mayor is calling out uh, people, even if it is elected officials, when they're making a mistake and when, you know, they're they're not doing the right thing, which in this case, you know, he felt the county was not doing, you know, the right thing. Um, and so uh, uh, he had said um, that, to, you know, to be silent is to betray the trust of the people who elected you. Um, and so I think this really represented sort of his stance as the incumbent mayor, um, you know, coming, coming into this race.
2: Yeah, and there was another moment, too, where he, um, he called out, he said Alder, right? Yes. But he didn't say who. Right.
0: We have to support peer support programs, which have been so effective and which some people sitting at this table have voted against additional funding that I recommended.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: And um, if you were a little confused at that point, because I was pretty sure he was addressing Mo Cheeks, the only sitting alder who's running, but let's break that down a little bit.
1: So the issue there that they were getting at was um, so the the topic of peer support programming came up, which um, is a program that is currently in action in the city, primarily through the Focus Interruption Coalition. Um, and th- this is um, you know a group, and the, this programming is something that Mo Cheeks and and also Alder Matt Fair, who is an alder in District Twenty, brought up a few years ago. Now that they you know wanted the city to pursue this. So I mean, this program does have funding. the The issue came up in this current budget cycle where the mayor proposed continuing the four hundred thousand dollar funding for peer support programming, um, and in addition, adding three hundred thousand for additional peer support specialists and to support you know individual needs. Um, however, through debates on the Common Council, you know, alders said that um, you know I I believe they wanted uh, the, this organization to sort of build up capacity um, so that they are able to use that amount of funding you know kind of effectively. Um, um, and so ended up approving um, a lower amount. Um, and so uh, that whole idea of the city council approving a lower amount for peer support funding than what the mayor originally proposed was that tension that that came up.
0: You know, one other thing to mention on this point that goes back to, at least was talking about uh, with regard to equity being a big uh, focus here. Uh, there was a question directed to Paul Soglin about his record on equity. Um, Which
2: was funny because the crowd responded like, he was in trouble. But I mean, it's a fair question. He's been yeah. there for a really long time. Yeah. Have we made enough progress on these issues?
0: His response to you know the, the progress or lack thereof that the city has made in terms of uh, the, the equity picture was that he thinks that people have not given due acknowledgement to some data that he says shows progress that the city has made. And he said that he was, quote unquote, disappointed that more people hadn't recognized that data. Other candidates pushed back on that. They've focused on the work that still needs to be done when it comes to equity. Uh, Raj Shukla?
1: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate the mayor's interest in academic accuracy. Um, But I look at this as a person of color, and I look at this as a father of a child with a disability. And uh, this is a different angle on the social equity and and equity issues that we face, but um, the urge and I think what Raj continued to bring up, and a couple other candidates did as well, was that the lived experiences of people of color in Madison, you know, yeah. don't you know, isn't really illustrated in in that in those data points.
2: Yeah, and I think um, that was brought up by another question about um, how to engage diverse communities in city input processes. Raj actually was asked that question of how he would um, expand the city's efforts. They know that not everybody's going to show up to a public meeting. How do you get input from people who can't or? Um, can't easily show up to a public meeting. And he talked about the need for youth voices. But then a lot of other candidates chimed in. And Toriyana Pettaway actually said, you know, we need to go to where they are and um, asked another question about um, how to make immigrant communities feel secure, talked about forming relationships. I think her presence brought a lot of
1: cool perspective because she's literally the racial equity coordinator. So like, she yeah. could speak to a lot of those issues because that's well, what she's we'll talking about. Through her job in um you know implementing the racial equity and social justice initiative tool, she's a part of many of the big projects right. in the city. <laughs> yeah. So she um yeah, so she brings a, a real depth of experience and knowledge that to was, a lot yeah. about what's going on.
0: I think that was at the crux of her messaging was like y- you folks are talking about looking through a lens of equity. I've been doing the work on equity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so another big issue that got brought up a lot was affordable housing. Um as you may know, there has been an effort in the last, I think, five years of city affordable housing to build 1,000 affordable units, which the city has now funded enough to do 1,000 units. So, like, they have met that goal. But then the question was, is that enough? Um, and a lot of candidates pointed to the need to do a more comprehensive approach to providing affordable housing, not just building more, but like rehabbing existing housing. Um, Satya Rhodes-Conway brought up, you know, creative
1: solutions like the Tiny House Village, um, and she explicitly called what's happening in Madison an affordable housing crisis. Yeah. Raj Shukla also urged for more creative solutions and brought up the issue of addressing, you know, zoning, zoning, yeah. um, zoning issues in really regard to housing policy, yeah. um, in reference to what the city of Minneapolis has recently done, and I believe is the first city across the nation to do such a thing. Thing, but they eliminated zoning for single-family housing in an effort to address um, its housing crisis, um, affordable housing crisis, um, and also just a history of of racist housing policies.
2: Yeah. And he said, you know, maybe that that specifically won't work for Madison, but the idea of using zoning as a mechanism of, you know, either with minimum densities or things like that to just get more housing, period, in the city, I thought was an interesting idea.
1: Yeah. And I think um, kind of a broadening out from that, I think from a lot of the The challengers to the incumbent, um, you know, coming into this race, there is there seems to be a theme of we want big, bold ideas. We want innovative action. And, you know, we we want to have a leader in the city that is not afraid to um, to kind of experiment with some of those bold ideas.
0: Okay, let's wrap things up. We want to talk about the fun part of the debate (laughs) a little bit. We did a lightning round of fun questions multiple times uh, last night. Um, Abby, what were some of the questions that we threw I to the some, candidates,
1: some juicy yeah, or, or, well, what, what one, did of, they say? one of the questions that uh, one of the lightning round questions that stuck out to me that was my favorite was the question of what is your favorite Madison park? And as one Twitter user um, had uh, commented, um, uh, the the person said that they felt this question was you know more descriptive than, than if the uh, candidates had taken the Meyer Briggs personality test. <laughs> so I think what your favorite park is in Madison really says a lot about you. Um, so just the rundown here: Satya Rhodes Conway said her favorite park is Warner Park. Um, back when she was Alder, she represented parts of the North and East Side, which includes Warner Park. Uh, Paul Soglin said Hoyt Park. Raj Shukla said Central Park, which of course is um, McPike Park. Um, and also earlier when he was in recording a podcast, he also said the Central Park Sessions were one of his favorite festivals. Mo Cheeks said his favorite park is Allied Park, which is a newer park that he helped create as Alder. Um, this park also has Wi-Fi, yeah. which is kind of a cool thing. They put thing. a basketball um, court in there. So. The
0: best in the city, according, according to Mo Cheeks. Yeah.
1: Yep. Hart, um said Tenney Park and James Madison Park were his favorite. He also said he lives in that neighborhood. Toriana Pedaway said Penn Park was her favorite. I think um, she used know, to live on the south side. A while side, back. She said, yeah. yeah, she lived on the south side. Yeah, so that was just one of my favorite questions so you that know. came up. But
2: if you want to hear more of those goofy answers and, you know, the serious ones, too, you can listen to the full the full recording of the- yeah
0: teaser, we asked the candidates about the books that they're reading right now or have read recently, and we asked them what they would do if they were given $20 and were to go on a date they in, really where in Madison. They really struggle with that question. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, they seem to struggle with the $20 cap. Yes, they're like, oh, I need more than $20. But bucks. there was some good
1: ideas, so oh, you good should good check good it ideas. out if yeah. you're you know, in an we're idea drought. We're not going you here. You have to go listen to the whole thing. <laughs>
0: All right, and that is a wrap for this recap of the first mayoral debate. Please tune in to the Cap Times Talk podcast, where we have posted the event in its entirety. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating or a review. And if you have thoughts on, you know, what we're doing here or ideas for future shows, feel free to email me. I am E-R-I-K-L, L at madison.com. Do be sure to check out our other podcasts, too. We've got a bunch. We have a a podcast all about state politics that we're about to once again get going in the new year. Also, be sure to check out The Corner Table, a show all about food and dining in Madison. Also, we have a show called Live from Cap Times Idea Fest. This is a show that is bringing you the best of a festival that the Cap Times has organized for the past two years, Um, in which we just have a lot of cool speakers and panels on uh, topics from politics to culture to science to everything you can imagine. Uh, So do check out that podcast as well. Quick reminder, the primary election for the mayoral race is on February 19th. And on this podcast, we're going to be bringing you as many interviews with the candidates as we can. Um, So keep that date in mind and be sure to vote, y'all. It's important. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next Tuesday with an interview with Satya Rhodes Conway. Take care.